The idea of intentional living is all over the place. Coaches, churches, and motivational speakers love to talk about life purpose and living on mission and making an impact in your world. But what does that really look like in the context of the average couple? Today, we're diving deep into living on purpose in your marriage. The Legendary Marriage Podcast begins now. If you're feeling more like roommates than soulmates, it's time for the Legendary Marriage Podcast. Every couple wants to have a great marriage, but the trials and challenges of life pull us in different directions. So we talk with amazing couples who share their stories and incredible experts who share their wisdom about building a life together. And at the end of every show, we give you a conversation starter so you and your spouse can build more intimacy and connection in your marriage by having conversations that matter. Hello there, Legendary Marriage family. This is Danielle and Justin. Whether you've been listening a long time or maybe this is your first time, we're so glad you're joining us. Welcome to the show. This is episode 88. I didn't mean to have an accent there. Um, we're talking about living on purpose. What accent? What did, I don't even know. I'm horrible at accents, so I'm not even sure. I was what looking at the monitor. I didn't, wasn't paying it close enough attention. But the last two episodes, we talked about knowing yourself, loving your spouse, and now this is the culmination of the three keys to a legendary marriage. So this week we're talking about living on purpose. Before we get there. It is so good to be back in the studio at home. Yes, we don't have to go with a blanket over our yeah, head. Yeah, we're, we're not. We're not like trying to record in the driveway in the back of the car <laughs> with a blanket <laughs> over our heads. We're not. You know, we got our own thing oh going on here. I, I love it. We hear our kids in the background here. We are back from vacation. We are rested. Yes, uh, we had a great vacation. It was very restful. Yeah. A little bit tan, which I always enjoy. I mean, I wear sunscreen every day, but I always enjoy the vacation tan. You yes. don't, you don't look too tan, but I do. I what? <laughs> I think I'm more tan than you are, pale what? face. Well, you got Italian blood in you too, so you got an edge up on me. I'm full blown Scandinavian over here. Do, do you want some Italian in you? Can we talk about this later? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So it was interesting. Like we, we got to really live out our values, live out our, our shared mission, our, our legacy in a way Mm -hmm. during vacation. Just, we love to travel and road trip. We love to spend time at the, at the beach and just time together as a family. All this time indoors is honestly getting on my nerves. What time indoors? You know, since we've been home. I mean, on vacation, we were like on the water, at the beach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Riding bikes, hiking. But now that it's 100 degrees in Austin, Texas, we don't leave the house. Danielle's sitting here. The house is 78 degrees and she's wearing a blanket (laughs) and like a hoodie and sweatpants. I... Drinking hot chocolate. I like... (laughs) I actually, I enjoy being warm, but I just can't get anybody to come outside with me. So I guess I'm just going to have to leave y'all and just go. Hey, I'm all about it. Do my thing. Yeah. I'm going to do my thing. 
All right. So we are talking today uh, in our last part of our series about living on purpose. We started out talking about the idea of knowing yourself and why this is so important to a marriage for you to be able to show up as your best self, to know what you need to take care of yourself, as well as to be able to bring your best to your marriage and your family and your life. And we laid that out in episode 86, right? And then in episode 87, we talked about loving your spouse and how when you know yourself, when you each know yourself and you've been doing your own work, right? Uh, we talked about the wiring and the wounding. And when you're doing the work to bring healing to that and understanding to the wiring, um, you start to know how to love each other well, how to meet each other's relational needs and how to go out and just have your own lives as well as a healthy life together. And today we're talking about this idea of the shared mission. Mm-hmm. You know, I, th- I think everybody has a unique mission, calling, purpose, legacy to their life. Which can kind of feel like a unicorn to a lot of people. Yeah. It's like... Or it can feel like, oh, it's out here in the ether and it's it's an intangible kind of a thing. Oh, that's a nice idea. Or sometimes I think um, in the church, we say, like, everybody like has the same mission. Yeah. To love one another, we love say, Jesus, yeah. evangelize, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But the truth is we were all created differently. And uh, we talked about that in Know Yourself. But when we put two together, when two become one, we have a shared mission together, which yeah. is really cool. And it's it's a simple way of thinking about it is where is the overlap Mm-hmm. So Danielle has her identity and her values and her mission and, and the way she sees life and her wiring and her wounding and it all shapes who she is and what she's going after in life. And so do I. Mm-hmm. And if we put those two things, we kind of Venn diagram it and see where yeah. the overlaps are. That's where your shared legacy is. Yeah. And, and I want to say this. I believe that legacy is more about how you live than what you leave behind. I, I think it's, it's, it's brilliant to think about leaving an inheritance for our kids and we're working towards that mm-hmm. and, and, and leaving an impact in the world behind us. Um, but I, I think of people like Steve Jobs. Yeah. And if you, if you sat with him today. But he's dead. He's dead. But, <laughs> but if you sat with him today and said, what's your legacy? He would say the healing in his family like his kids, his wife, like the life that they built. I think he would prioritize that higher than the fact that everyone on earth has an iPhone. Really? Yeah. I believe that to the tips of my toes. Well, like we talked about... It's the old expression. Nobody gets to their deathbed and says, gosh, I wish I worked harder. Well, that's true. That's true. But if you are together with your family, really making an impact, I think it can be challenging... Um, like we talked about in the intro, just being an average normal couple. Yeah. The busyness of life. Because we're not all Steve Jobs. We're not no. all going to, no. you know, go out and create <laughs> some great idea, the board, you know, a, a new board game or a, a, a pet rock or something. We're not all going to make <laughs> millions of dollars out of, out of some crazy idea. We're not all going to make electric cars got, or send people into space or anything like that. We've got bills. We've got chores. Yes. We have to think of who's driving, who, where, and all that. And sometimes that kind of stuff, to me, can just suck the life out of me. Yeah. So when we talk about living on purpose, we kind of break it down into three pieces. 
The first is the business and the busyness of life. And that's what Danielle just mentioned. Mm-hmm. It's, it's the, the logistics, the paying the bills, doing the chores, keeping the lights on, keeping bellies fed. You do whatever you have to do to provide and protect mm-hmm. and take care of your family. Well, and, and I the think the basics. I think what's tricky about this too is sometimes that this kind of stuff can take center stage yes. and can kind of take over your dynamic, your conversations, your conflicts, for goodness sakes. It, it can either, I, couples either try to ignore it and deny that it exists. Right. Oh, yeah, we've got I a growing like to... pile of debt or we've got all these issues going on, but we're not going to deal with that. We're just going to ignore it and hope for the best or it consumes them. Yeah. And I can get into that space, honestly, just full confession, because part of my wiring and part of who I'm created to be, I'm more the fly by to the seat of your pants and flexible. And what's the next adventure that comes around the bend? Mm-hmm. And I can forget or just I'm blind to the real things that do need to go on. I think they're in the background. I'd like them to be in the background, but for them to be in the background, I actually have to do them (laughs) so that they go into the background. Like the other day, okay, I have to share this story. My my friends are going to be listening to this going, yeah, that's pretty typical, Danielle, and it was driving us crazy. We were on a fun like road trip (laughs) out into hill country. We went to like some winery. Like it was just super fun. And it was like this happy, fun, like couple date day. And then we're going down the windy back roads of hill country. Two lane country road out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, there's nothing but scenery. There's no, there's no HEBs. There's no groceries. There's no gas stations. It's just road and cliff basically. And, and we're all just engrossed in conversation because yeah. we're on a double date. And they and, figure and, me as the driver would have under control, you know, the whole... We trusted you. ...vehicle maintenance sort of situation. Well, the truth was, we're out in the middle of nowhere, and my tank is reading zero gas, zero miles. You know that Well, panic? at first it was like eight miles. Yeah, and we're still in the middle of nowhere. Uphill. And then it's five, and then it's three, and we're still in the middle of nowhere. And... Somebody gets on GPS and says, the nearest gas station's 12 miles. And we're like, uh, well, crap. And But my, my personality is just, you know, keep the good times rolling. I pull out some more stories, some more Danielle's jokes. Danielle's telling all these stories and, <laughs> and laughing and everything. And, and the couple that we're with, they're just like, uh, they're please panicking. stop talking. <laughs> they're just we're panicking. We're going to die out here. Yeah, coyotes are going to eat our bones. Oh, we're never going to see our kids again. <laughs> but um, we actually did coast into a gas station, but we were at zero for a few miles. Yeah. Yeah. Um, thank you for the reserve This is a great source of Honda stress. So, so here, this is a great example of the business and busyness of life because this is a great sort of stress for me. Mm-hmm. It, it is a source of anxiety that I have mm-hmm. is that you're going to neglect something like that and, and then I run do. out of gas in the mm-hmm. middle of nowhere and you and my kids are going to get carried off by coyotes to some dinosaur theme park where you're all eaten by velociraptors. And somehow, somehow we've still managed to keep it going. I'm just saying, but you, you, you keep pushing the odds, eventually it's going to bite you in the rear. I know. I know. I know. That's what and I'm saying. And this brings us to I'm, the next kind of point. 
I'm just saying I want I ha- I know I have to deal with all those like real life things and I want them to go into the background. A lot of people yeah. do a little bit better job with that. Like you do a better job with that than I do. Um, well, there's there's we talked about the wiring and the wounding and you know, we love looking at personality assessments and using those tools to deepen our understanding of ourselves and why we do the things we do and everything. Mm-hmm. And there's a there's a catch-22 there where we can go, well, I'm an Enneagram type. Eight. And that means I'm freewheeling and just doing stuff and That's whatever. Really and it's okay seven, to roll it sevens, into... Yeah. It's okay to roll into the gas station with zero miles on the tank left and and it'll all work out and everything. Except there are there are things that have that that belief or pattern or p- part of your personality has sabotaged or tanked us mm-hmm. in ways, and I have things too. Sure. And so I, what the catch twenty two is this: like your wiring, it's your wiring, and yet there are places in life where we all have to just cowgirl up, cowboy up, and get mm-hmm. stuff done. But like I want I, I, I want to share a story here. Oh geez. I second grade, I was diagnosed with ADHD, right? Mm-hmm. And so that became a part of my identity as a kid growing up. It was challenging and parent conferences and all the all the crazy stuff. And even now as an adult, it, there's a thing like I know tomorrow morning going into work, there is a pile of stuff that I gotta do that is stuff that I hate doing. That is not interesting. It is the most boring, painful, inefficient process that I have to go through. It's, it's, there are a million things that I'd rather be doing, but I got to get it done. Mm-hmm. So I got to, I got to meditate, prepare, do whatever it takes to get myself into the mental state to tackle it mm-hmm. and you just push through and do it. And so like when we talk about knowing yourself, part of it is understanding that these are places where I tend to create drama and circumstances and busyness mm-hmm. where we could be looking at finding better processes for these things. Yeah. So here's a few ideas that tickle our fancy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my fancy weekly family meetings. Yes. And this we'll- is the business meeting of the week yes. of, for the family. Yeah. And decisions that need to be made um, reviewing the schedule for the week, budgets. getting synced up on the budget. Um, who's taking what kid where? What are the chores this week? Also, what are, what time are the to dream a little. Need to happen? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. This is it's like the weekly tactical. Like, what do we need to do this week? What's on the, on the the agenda so that we are on top of things? Okay. And then this is something that's always elusive to us, which is meal planning. Yeah, we talk about meal plans every week. Creating a plan so that we're keeping the grocery budget under control. Auto pay our bills. Oh my gosh. So like a few years ago, we went through a really tough time financially when we were first starting up my coaching practice. And we took things off auto pay because the cash flow was just so weird that we didn't know if, if it was on auto pay, we might overdraw. Yeah. And we didn't want to dip into savings and things like that. So we were like on top of it every day, every week. Yeah. And, and then things shifted and it took us forever to actually go, Oh, Oh yeah, we should let's do get that. rid of the giant stack of papers and bills on a desk and just put it back on auto pay. Stupid time saver though. 
Yeah, and just putting stuff on each other's schedules. I think I've finally come around to that. Yes. I'm usually... Google calendars for the world. I'm usually Miss Free Spirit of, like, I'll do what I want, and you can do what you want, and... But it makes so much more sense to sync our calendars. Yes. Even though I get every blessed alert about every meeting that you have, and I'm like, really? Okay, yeah. It's nice to know what he's doing. (laughs) Another piece, and this is more about the the loving your spouse and when we talk about the check-in, but doing that every day, even if it's only a couple minutes, making it a rhythm. The sachet check-in. Making it just part of the rhythm. It, it, it miraculously has an effect on reducing the amount of busyness that we have. Because we cut to the point, we cut to the chase. I don't know what it is, but it, there's, I feel like there's it a cuts business down, effect to it. I feel like it cuts down on unnecessary conflict, too. Yes. Because you kind of like get a glimpse into yes, that's it. the other person's mindset about Oh, I didn't things. realize that she was weighing heavily about these three different things and her friend moving halfway across the state and blah, 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 blah. Let's not talk about that. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Mornings. Creating a rhythm for the mornings. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, Our Austin neighbor, Hal Elrod, wrote a book called The Miracle Morning. Miracle Morning, which is really great. It's fantastic. It's a a great read. I highly recommend you go out and and, uh, get that. And look at how do you individually and together create a morning strategy session or a morning rhythm for your family so that you, everyone's where they need to be and has everything they need to be successful for the day. So, so that you can get hustling. Do the, do the song. No, Come I don't on. want to. I've Everybody's done. hustling. See, That's I not just, even the right song. I just tricked you into doing it. So why would I do me. it? You didn't trick me. I just have no shame. No. All right. But so here's the deal. Hustling is about what is it that you're going after right now as a family? What's your main priority? What's your, what are you rallying around? And it has to do with um, giving your family some focus. You know, you're not going into the Groundhog Day thing. You are getting after something. We're on a mission. It's, it's been said that without vision, the people will perish. And I think it's the same thing for a relationship or a marriage or a family. Well, you can without create... Without something that you're going after right here, right now, short term, you know, 30 to 90 day kinds of goals or, or, or uh, outcomes that you're trying to go after, without a focus to go after... Uh, we just, we derail, we start to create drama and conf, you know, unhealthy conflict and all and fight. And it's just, it's just craziness that shows up. Well, At I least think that's what we noticed for us. And we've noticed it with so many couples that we've worked with. Well, the truth is, is when you've been married a while, sometimes you get bored because you keep doing the same old things over and over again. And when you keep doing the same old things over and over again, you don't need to buy a new sports car to mix it up. Yeah. Like you need to get after something together so that you don't need to fabricate drama and conflict and everything. Um, So if you're like, hey, we're going to do a health hustle or we really need to, you know, save money to go on vacation or or it's it's coming up to back to school season for us. And it's like trying to start getting life rhythms back to that routine. We so have the friends, girls are set up for success. We have friends that are like their main hustle this 
summer was getting kids off to college. Yes. And so I feel like that's probably a bigger, you know, hustle than getting them off to first grade. But it's just like a major, major deal. So what is your major deal that you're going after in yeah. the next 30 to 90 days? And, and it, here's a way in, in the business world, we, we would say it this way. What is the one single most urgent, important, essential, strategic initiative for your family or your business that is that you need to focus on right now? What's interesting about this to me, too, is it really shakes up the normal day-to-day things because sometimes decisions come across your plate and you normally would have said yes to something. Like, oh, we'll renew the... Bible study membership, or I don't even know. Mm -hmm. Um, But because you're getting after something, you might need to say no to something you would ordinarily say yes to for a season to serve the hustle. Yeah. And you might say yes to things that normally wouldn't even cross your radar. Yeah. So it really kind of shakes things up a bit. You really prioritize, get a laser focus on some things, cut out unnecessaries. And underneath it is just the simple idea that when you work hard, you sleep well. <laughs> when you have something that you're yeah. that you're driving towards and you're you're hustling after it, there's no time for weird you know, interpretations of what somebody said that turns into some dramatic fight that turns into something else. Nobody ain't got time for that. Yeah. We're, we're <laughs> focused. Yeah. We're having more fun. We are, um, aligned in what we're going after when right. you've got a shared hustle and, and just life is more fulfilling. Like you sleep well I when you've s- got something like that together. I want to say something about this too, because um, we have a, a couple friends that are going after something very major right now. They are, you know, saving money to get a ranch going. They want to buy some property and build yeah. a house. And-, and so it's hard to say a hustle is 60 to 90 days for them, but they're really getting after yeah. this together and they love it and they're just firing on all cylinders. But sometimes with such a big project like that, you may need to break it down. Like sure. we're going to secure the financing in the next however many days. Mm-hmm. Then we're going to talk to architects or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, so you may need to break down a big, hairy, audacious goal into a 60 to 90. So if you want to figure out what the hustle is for your family, just ask this one question. What is your family's top priority for the next 30 to 90 days? What's the one thing? Have a conversation about it. Get on the same page. Make some decisions about how you're going to do it and then get to work. All right. And you know what's really cool about the hustle is it builds into... The big picture of like, you know, some people really ask this question. A lot of people ask this question is like, what is my purpose Mm -hmm. in life? Or what am I here for? Or what did God create me to do? Um, What's the legacy that I'm going to live? What's the legacy that I'm going to leave? What is my purpose? And you can have that individually, but you also have that as a family. You are going to live a legacy. And that's our third point. That's what we're talking about today. Legacy. It's the, it's the big, you know, here's the big story term. I love talking about story. The overarching meta narrative of your life. Together. You just like saying that. I love saying that. 
I wish my I had friend a... Julian said it ten or fifteen years ago, and I was oh, like, "I Julian. love this phrase," and I will decided to use it every single time I possibly can. I feel like I should do a and drinking only, game, and I've for come an to, overarcking. I've come to understand what it means, so. That's that's a bonus. What percentage anyway. of the time that you say that do you actually know what you're talking I always, about? I always know now. <laughs> At first, I was like, the what now? And I, I made fun of him. Like, uh, can you just say the theme? No. But he's British, so he can get away with stuff like that. Anyway, <laughs> so he, here's the deal. Your legacy, I've said it before, your legacy is not what you leave behind. That's an inheritance, and it's a good, noble beautiful thing to do. We're working on that. Everybody can be working on that, but that's not the thing. Your legacy is how you live. It's the story that you live, the story that gets told over and over down the generations. My great grandparents came over to this country on a boat and came through Ellis Island and they fought so that our so that their kids could have a better life. And then their, their my grandparents settled down in Northwest Ohio, and and found a co- community of people who had similar ethnic backgrounds and so on. And so it's that story, some version of that story. So, what's your legacy? You, you have individual missions. You have, you have a life purpose individually. Look at where the overlap is. What's the purpose or the calling together? What's the thing that you're trying to build together when you stood at the altar on the courthouse steps, uh, on the beach somewhere, and some, some officiant did vows and, and pronounced you husband and wife? Uh, what, what was the dream? So this is going to be shocking, but when you think about, like, why did you get married? And, like, what would your mission be? And all that. I feel like, at least for us, we were, like, pretty clueless when we actually got married and, and made most the decision. When we've, surveyed, when we've surveyed people, they, they just... Why'd you get married? It, it boils down to the, the standard things. Like, have kids. Sure. Buy a house. Yep. Save for retirement. Survive. Like, uh, make it. Like, beat, not end beat up... Beat the odds. Yeah, beat the Don't odds. Don't get divorced. Maybe like have have better life than your parents or something. You might have, and those are like all good things to to go after. Sure, but it might surprise you all to know that our family mission has to do with healthy, thriving married couples and building into them. <laughs> Shocker! What? <laughs> So it's actually... Oh, the whole podcast thing. That makes sense now. Marriage coaches. Well, no, actually, it it was only a few years ago that we really, really keyed into, like, we want to help couples build great marriages. Mm -hmm. And... Together. Yeah, together. (laughs) Like, we wanted to do that together. For a long time, we were kind of like, Justin did his thing, I did my thing. And, you know, we always thought it was cool to be married and all that but it really it was through some work that we did around knowing ourselves loving our spouse Mm -hmm. and then we were like what is our legacy building into married couples but other couples have different missions not everybody has the same kind of legacy that they're going after i have to brag on my parents yeah because brag away that would be new Oh, Devin and Carla. But no, if you would ask, like, 
what are Devin and Carla about? Like, what's what's oh, their deal? Yeah. Um, they help um, people that have been homeless for whatever reason um, establish nice new furnished homes. And they work in this ministry where they help furnish homes for people that are, you know, just having a home again for the first time. And they pretty much revolve, they revolve their weekly schedule around it. They look forward to everything that they, that they do with it. It is just like it, it, that is who they are. They're highly involved in this ministry. And, and here's, here's the key word that I would use to describe their legacy. If I was going to make a legacy statement for that. All right, let's do it. It would at the, at, right at the core would be faithfulness. Mm. Your parents are the most faithful. Like just if they commit to something, they're in it. They're, they're faithful to being great grandparents. Mm-hmm. They're faithful to being, you know, contributing members of their community that faithful, your mom was a teacher for almost 40 years. Mm-hmm. Your dad faithfully did his work. And Same they do, amount of time, and yeah. Like faithful. So there's this idea of although, a legacy statement. And although I would like people to say that I'm faithful, I'm not so sure that that is my core, like core legacy statement. Yeah. Because ours is a little bit different and yours is going to be different too. So let me back up really briefly and and say this idea of a legacy statement is is to actually craft a family uh, mission statement would be another way of saying it, but a legacy statement to craft a, a few words about the heart, the core of who you are as a family, what makes you unique, and what the theme of your story together really is. Yeah. Now... This this sounds like oh that's a really cool idea and everything yeah but the, but but it's not just like a fun conversation coachy question kind of a thing this is about creating alignment this is about getting on the same page together so that we have something an anchor a a, a hitching post that we can say this is we're driving something in the ground and we're saying we're taking a stand for this mm-hmm. this is what we are about yeah. And so it's about getting aligned about something. It's about really identifying what is most important to you as a family mm-hmm. and taking a stand for that and being able to make decisions based on that. Yeah. If yours is, you know, creating a safe place for the kids of your community, then the decisions that you make financially, with your time, with your energy. They serve that legacy statement. And if they don't, you're going to kind of question, like, am I just doing this out of obligation or just because everybody else does it? Or it really gives you a chance to get intentional about the kind of life you want to build because you don't want... It's like everybody's nightmare. It just makes your... um, heart like stop beating to think that you get to the end of your life and th- and you know god says what would you say you did i love the way brendan <laughs> burchard puts it you don't want to waste time it's too precious brendan burchard is an author and he writes it this way he says uh we ask three questions did i really live mm. did i really love do i really matter 
did I make a difference in the world? Yeah. It and it I think it speaks to the impact. Like, wouldn't that be so sad if you get to the end of your life and you think I made no impact whatsoever? And and here's this here I know it sounds dramatic, but Well, but it's also a different perspective is looking at that that scripture that talks about a cord of three strands, mm-hmm. right? Two have a better return for their work. A cord of three strands is is hard to break. Right. There is this idea that a marriage is a way of impacting our family, our community, our world. It's the it's the base camp for everything that we do, everything that we're about in life. And I love how that scripture also says you get a better return for yes. your you get a better bang for your buck if you work together. You know, everybody has got their own thing that they're going after, but you know that momentum that comes uh, with with team, with really feeding off of each other. And for married couples, it's fun. It's you laugh together, you have fun. It's it's sexy sometimes too. You're like, woo, yeah, get after it. Uh. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not sure I follow that one, get, but okay. Get that legacy going. So here's the reason we've been talking about all this. We just think that understanding what your legacy is together, getting on the same page about that so that you can make better decisions about your resources, your time, your energy, so that you can say no to the good and yes to the great things in life so that you can have more intimacy and connection, more fun and adventure, and just a more fulfilling life together. We've created this e-course that helps couples walk through the process of creating a legacy statement, something that you can actually print out, put up on the wall, and be able to look at every day and have have it be a touchstone for family conversations around the table, have it be a touchstone for your weekly meetings, for uh, impacting every area, every aspect of your life together in a very real, very pragmatic, very practical way. Yeah. So we'll give you a way to put your legacy statement into words and how to start living it out. So here's the details. We will include this in the show notes, um, but there is a link to get on the wait list because we are releasing this e-course this fall. And so you don't want to miss it. We will include the link. Go ahead and sign up now and we will get you going as soon as it launches. You'll be able to find it at legendarymarriage.com slash legacy course. All right. We're not going to turn it into a commercial for the e-course. We'll tell you more about that later. All right. So in conclusion, we've got three keys to a legendary marriage. Know yourself. Mm Mm-hmm. (laughs) <laughs> Love your spouse. Oh, yeah. And live on purpose. Woohoo! <laughs> and we will revisit those pretty much every episode. This is, this we, is we, the basis, the foundation of everything <laughs> that we've been building for the last two plus years with Legendary Marriage. But guess what? We're not just going to listen to ourselves talk anymore. Next week, we return to our regularly scheduled programming Back with a to- powerhouse interview. We are going to be talking with Lara McElderry, host of Married to Doctors podcast, and she'll share how to navigate life when your spouse has a demanding job where they don't spend much time with family. She will share how to take the perspective of, 
opportunity and adventure instead of, you know, resentment and isolation. So here's a little peek into the conversation with Laura McElderry. For me, it's just been important to realize like my husband can love me 100% and he can want to be home, but at the same time have this obligation to his career. And it doesn't mean that he loves me less and I don't need to compare our relationship to, you know, the family where the dad has time to be the soccer coach. This is a really challenging one for me as a dad. And I, because I value my time with the family so much, it's, it's really hard for me to be away and, and to do that. I don't, I don't like traveling and everything, but it, it's a really great conversation. I think you all are going to love it. All right. And now the talk about it segment of our show. Each week, we challenge you to set a time with your spouse and have a conversation that matters. The prompt this week is this. Find a time, have a conversation with your spouse with one question. What is the legacy that we want to create together? As always, we're talking about the hot topics from the podcast and so much more over in our free community on Facebook. So come join the conversation at legendarymarriage.com slash community. And you can find this episode in the show notes at legendarymarriage.com slash 088. Finally, we want to help more couples have conversations that matter. So if you love the show, please let us know. Jump over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and review the show so that we know how we're doing and other couples can find us. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Legendary Marriage Podcast. This is Danielle and Justin reminding you... Don't settle for an ordinary marriage. Make yours legendary. Legendary.